What's up? It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Thursday. Casey Gisclair here. Man, we've already gotten near the end of the week. The Monday off really has made this week fly by. I hope everybody is enjoying their week. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day today. And we'll be sure to try to bring a little bit more joy to you all throughout the course of the next 90 or so minutes. We want to thank our sponsors, and then we give you a rundown of the show. How about the Blue Boot Foundation, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. What about Dufresne Building Materials? Got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets, feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. And a reminder, tomorrow night, South Lafouche taking on Thibodeau High School. Join us for our Friday night varsity football coverage pregame around 6.30. Kickoff, or not around, kickoff at 7 o'clock. South Lafouche traveling to take on Thibodeau High School tomorrow night. South Lafouche will be taking on the Thibodeau Tigers in a cross-parish matchup. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil. Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and last but not least, Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Also a reminder, once the game goes final, Keep your radio dial right here in 102.7. After the lights presented by Grand Dial Shipyard. We're going to be breaking down all the week two action in our area. GIS is one of our top local supporters. GIS is a strategic energy partner with main headquarters located in Galliana, Louisiana. With over 20 different locations and over 20 services, off, or services offerings, GIS has expanded itself to provide their capabilities across the nation as well as globally. There are many opportunities available to join the GIS team. Visit their website at GISY.com to learn more about starting your career with GIS today. So today, in about 10 minutes, we're going to Butch Terry Ohoma Christian School. They're going to be uh, taking on a rival uh, CCA tomorrow. That one will be on a grass field. So we're knocking on wood. We're doing our anti-rain dance. We're doing all the stuff that we do to try to keep the rain away. Butch will be on at 1145 to give us a rundown of some things he's hoping the Christian Warriors will get accomplished tomorrow in CCA. At noon, Ellender Memorial, their football coach, Jesse Turner, will be on. The Patriots are taking on Country Day tomorrow. It's actually tomorrow afternoon at like 430. Ellender will be taking on Country Day out in the city. Great opportunity for Ellender to try to get their first win of the year. Then we'll talk some LSU and some different things at 12-15, maybe some nickels and some NFL. Hell, we've got an NFL game tonight. We'll break that down at 12-15. Then at 12-30, we'll go to Thibodeau High School for the second half of tomorrow's coaching carousel. Remember, we had B.J. Young on yesterday. We'll have Chris Duga on today with the Thibodeau Tigers at 12-30 to talk about some things the Thibodeau Tigers are looking to get accomplished tomorrow against the South Louis Tarpons. And then at 12-45, rather, um, we're going to get our betting picks, and then we'll get out of Dodge on this um, Thursday show. So, very quickly, um, let's, let's kind of take a peek at some things that we're expecting to see in our area in this coming week of high school football. Man, we've got a lot of matchups that are very intriguing this week, and we've got a lot of... Remember we told you early in the season like there would be... Um, opportunities for teams to make statements earlier in the year, opportunities for teams to 
kind of solidify themselves early in the year. That's going to continue this coming season or this coming week, rather. Uh, Vanderbilt's got to, got to play well. They're the team that I'm looking at in our local area saying, like, y'all got to get rolling this week. In the Jamboree, they played and ran stride for stride with St. James, but probably should have won, if not for some offensive miscues, turn over the ball, some missed assignments here and there, put them against the change, whatever it may be, and they kind of kicked that one away. Then, okay, you get into the season, you take on E.D. White, and you just get blasted. Like, you really can't move the ball. You're turning it over. You get shut out 35 to nothing. A game that, quite frankly, wasn't that close. If E.D. White would have kept their dogs in, they could have extended that one into the 40s, maybe even into the 50s. Vanderbilt's now traveling to take on Central Lafouche. Um, that's a matchup of hot versus cold, right? It's a Terrier program that made it to the semifinals last year. It's a Central Lafouche team that hadn't won a game in, like, two-plus seasons. Central Lafouche, by all accounts, is getting better. They're at home. They're coming off of a game with John Curtis. Vanderbilt, God bless you, you're not as good as John Curtis. So this will be an opponent that will be more reasonable for Central Lafouche to face. Vanderbilt needs to make a statement on Friday night. This cannot be a 10-point win. This cannot be a 6-point win. This has got to be like a 20-plus point win. Because this is a Terrier team. And look, we had Tommy Minton on a couple weeks ago. And when we were asking about the E.D. White game, he said, hey, look, we understand that if we beat E.D. White, it's going to be a win that we would be getting over an 8 or a 9 win team. And then he said, yeah, but E.D. White also understands that by if they beat us, they're also getting a win over, over an 8 or 9 win team. Meaning that he thought his team was going to win 8 or 9 games. You've stumbled out of the gate in the Jamboree. You stumbled out of the gate in the opener. You better put it on Central Lafouche Friday. Because guess what? If that's a struggle, if that's a grind, if that's a 13-point game, or if that's a 10-point game, you ain't winning no eight or nine games, especially not with the schedule that you got coming up where you're playing St. Charles and you're playing Bell Chase and you're facing you know, the, the Lutcher and all those teams coming up. You ain't winning eight or nine if you're struggling on Friday. So they've got to make a statement coming out of the gate. They've got to put it on Central Lafouche. And, hey, if Central Lafouche – Flips the script and makes it a little tighter than what we thought. You know, maybe they're in line to, to win a, a ball game or two in this upcoming season. That's the first thing. The second thing is I, I want to see CCA and Homer Christian. Because, look, full disclosure, I've I've seen CCA with my eyes. They came down the bayou. They scrimmaged South Lafouche. I know they've got some, some skill now. I know they've got some kids who could play. They've got some good athletes. Like, I know what they bring to the table. I have not yet seen Homer Christian. And by all accounts, they tell me they've gotten better. They're playing with a little more, you know, confidence. By all accounts, they probably should have won their week one game, if not for a tough call at the end. So, a lot of folks in the area are just assuming, ah, oh, CCA is going to win that by a lot. I'm not, I'm not altogether sure on that. And I'm curious about that matchup. I want to see how Homer Christian could hold up. I think that they're playing better football lately. And we'll have Butch on in the next segment. We'll ask him about that. If they could contain CCA's skill, I don't see why that couldn't be, you know, close competitive, hard-fought rivalry matchup like we're used to seeing. Then you got Thibodeau and South Lafouche. 
Thibodeau thought that they were like the top dogs. It felt like Thibodeau had an opportunity to send and like be the lead dog in the area running stride for stride with E.D. White. And I'm not overtly saying that that still can't happen. But what I am saying is they got to start getting better, bro. Because look, I get it. Lutcher's good and you know, Lutcher thinks they can make it to the Dome and all this other stuff that we keep saying every week. But you're giving up 60-plus to someone... Like, you've got some holes there. It's not as easy as just, oh, brother, quarterback's good. No. You're doing some things wrong on defense. Tackle them. Get them on the ground. Hit them hard. You know, get them on the ground. Uh, Hold up in coverage. Don't give up the big plays. They've got an opportunity now, Thibodeau does, to face a South Lafouche offense that is also very good and try to tackle Abram Burke, who is also a big ball carrier and try to slow down the Tarpon receivers who are also explosive, Thibodeau's got an opportunity to show, hey, man, we're still in the mix here. You know, don't give up on us after one week. And on the flip side to that, South Lafouche has an opportunity to show, hey, none of y'all are talking about us, and y'all are wrong for not talking about us. Because, look, they faced CCA in the scrimmage. That's a 1A school. They faced H.L. Bourgeois in the Jamboree and lost. H.L. Bourgeois is not expected to be very good based on you know, the little that we've seen. They're going to kind of be behind the eight ball a little bit this year. Then they face another 1A school in St. Edmund. And granted, St. Edmund's a good program. They make the playoffs and whatever annually. It's still 1A school. So a lot of folks are kind of saying, man, I don't know how good this team actually is. We're going to find out on Friday. If South Lafouche wins on the road at Thibodeau, we're going to have to revisit the way that we approach this entire season for the Tarpons. I'll even go so far as to say if this is a really close game late and Thibodeau maybe edges away and pulls away late, it still changes to me how we view this team going forward. The difference between being the 4-6 and six and 5-5 five and five team that a lot of folks think the Tarpons will be versus perhaps being a 7-3 and three or 8-2 and two type of team will be based on what you see on Friday night because Thibodeau is a team that is going to be better than most of the teams on the Tarpon schedule. If they could compete with them, if they could run with them, if they could tackle them in space, if they could slow them down and they could find a way to go on the road and beat those guys with a young group on top of that, this could be a really, really good year. If you get blasted, yeah, maybe the four or five wins that a lot of folks are predicting is, is not that far off. If it's a close competitive game all the way to the end, then you maybe fall a little bit short. Then maybe six and four, you know, seven and three, if things bounce your way, we'll see how it goes. But that's a really, really big ball game, and we can't wait to bring it to you here on KLEB. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Homer Christian School, Butch Terrio. They're actually doing something that you don't see often in our area anymore. They're painting lines on their grass field, hoping that it will stay dry before Friday night's kickoff. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going out to Homer Christian, talking to Coach Terrio on play by play we'll be right back after this the french connection the all new raging cajun 102.7 fm hey mike davis here looking for your next new vehicle come check us out at golden motors price is priority come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in many 2022 silverado trucks and suvs to choose from New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. you have a pest control problem, 
Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. One of the big matchups in our area that everybody's paying attention to this coming week is CCA and Homa Christian, a big rivalry matchup that Homa Christian will actually be hosting. And we have Homa Christian Schools coach on the line now, which is Coach Butch Terrio. Coach Butch, good morning, man. How are you? Good morning, man. Yeah, it's super exciting week for us. We like to you know it's called it CCA week, man. We get both teams playing on natural grass surface back at our home field. Just can't ask any better than that. Awesome, dude. Man, you guys are coming off of a tough one in week one, and you texted me after the game went to final, said you guys are just so a centimeter or so short, according to the officials, according to the guys on the sideline. May not have been short after all, but you come up a hair short against Highland Baptist. What lessons did you learn in that week one contest? I learned that. I know that I don't need an official to let me know if we won a game or not. I know in our kids' hearts and, 
and, and how they played and the effort that they gave, you know, I don't even have to look at that scoreboard and I'll walk away as a winner on, on that Friday night for sure. Very good. Taking on CCA, as you said a minute ago, is going to be a rivalry matchup, two schools that are similar in size, two schools that are uh, you know, very similar in, type, in the types of kids that they get. What are some challenges that you're going to be facing against the Lions on Friday? They, they, they got some athletes, man. They, they got four or five real skilled players that, that's going to be kind of tough for us to handle. Uh, we're going to have to do our best to do that. Uh, I, I think after that, I think we, we pretty much evenly match. I really think this is probably going to be one good football game. I think if you're in the area, I think you might want to stop by. Uh, it, it, it's going to be wet. It's going to be muddy. It's going to be old school football, kind of like we used to watch on TV years ago. And I'm just so excited that to be part of it. Does that help you guys, man? Because, look, you guys are running that wing tee or whatever you guys are calling it where you're running the ball more primarily. <laughs> They're the one to throw the ball more out of the shotgun, doing more cutting and stuff. Does a wet, muddy field benefit you guys, you think? Uh, I, I think it benefits us once we get the snap. Yeah. Uh, might have some difficulty getting the snap. It definitely will, will alter their passing game which is, and slow their athletes down, but uh, on, on the same course, it slows ours down. But uh, I, I think both offenses are – you know, have plays and, and things that we could do to, to do in the rain. You know, you like, you know, as you know, the running game has to travel no matter what the weather is. And I think that we geared up for a good running attack. We geared for that. And uh, we just run the football. And if they stop us, then we, we'll, we'll see where we can go from there. These two schools had stopped playing one another for a while. And I always thought that was a shame. What led into, and I, you may not have been part of the conversations, and if you weren't, uh, I apologize, but what led into renewing that that you know situation where you guys are going to start playing one another again? Well, like you said, I really wasn't part of that. I'm really glad that we're we starting to play each other again. We actually, uh, from what I understood last night, it's called the Fellowship Cup. Uh, we're actually going to start tonight with both coaching staffs and principals. We're going to meet tonight at a restaurant, sit, have a little fellowship, eat a little supper, talk about it, and then uh, we try to, to see how we do it on Friday. But I, I'm very excited that we got this back. I think it's just good for both schools. It's good for the community. You know, it's it's what rivalry football is about. This is what, what Friday night's about. You know, it's like the Vanderbilt E.D. White series. It's just something that you shouldn't take away. After the or after the jamboree, rather, you came on the show and you said, "Bro, like I thought we played good. We just had cramping issues. Like we weren't as fit as we thought we needed to be. Uh, were those issues again in week one? And and you know, if not, or if so, you know, how, how have you guys progressed your conditioning since we last spoke?" No, I think we learned our lesson, and we might have had a little minor cramping, but it's nothing major. Uh, it was very humid. Like I said, everybody wants these turf fields, but with that comes a, a, a lot. You know, that temperature it just it stays hot on the turf. Uh, the moisture stays on the turf, and you're going to get some cramping on that. So I, I just think that we learned our lesson. We learned to hydrate all during the week, not just before game times. We learned about what time we need to eat, what we need to eat, and, and uh, it really benefited us against the Highland Baptist, and, and it just kept us going uh, all the way through that fourth quarter. I think it's really cool, and I talk about this with a lot of the coaches all the time, is you know how much the game has grown in terms of technology and all the different little gizmos and gadgets you guys have. And you know, Kyle Lasang has a drone that flies in the air, films his practices, and you know all the different things and all the huddle things that you could do. You were texting me earlier this morning, man. You got a damn robot painting your field, dude. That's pretty cool, man. That's a good little gizmo to have on a grass field. You don't understand. That's probably my MVP. That's probably the best player I got on my team. <laughs> you know, years and years ago, to be honest, I'm sitting here at Warrior Field. I'm standing in midfield, just me and my robot, and we're getting this field painted. I don't have any strings. I don't have any other guys. About every 30 yards, I fill it up with paint. I press start, and it goes to work, and I just sit, relax, and answer emails, and 
do what I got to do. But, uh, I mean, it, it's a game changer, especially with the weather we have uh, in South Louisiana. We don't know if, when or when we could get the, the, the field painted. Uh, if I fill this thing up and, and put it on the minimum mode, I could probably get this field painted in three hours. That's really cool. Um, have you guys been able to practice much? It's been a little bit drier this week, but in the afternoon there have been some showers. Have you guys been able to practice much? This has probably been one of our best practice weeks that we had since we got started uh, uh, this season. Uh, we got some good work in. Got a lot of preparation involved. Uh, the weather's been very cooperative for us. It rained a little bit yesterday during practice. <laughs> I think our guys actually enjoyed it. Uh, but, I mean, as soon as it stopped raining, we were back at it again. Uh, so we, we got you know no excuse this week for, for not practicing at all. Coming off of a tough one this past week, uh, you know, I'm sure the mood of the team it was was probably pretty good because, man, as you said, you guys thought you played well enough to win. How've the guys been like since that, you know, that outcome? Uh, I mean, the, the initial whistle blew. We, I mean, there, there was some anger, there was some tears. You know, there was a lot of pride that went involved in that. Uh, but we talked, and, and the consensus of, of after we love is that you know. Our whole goal going into this year, and like you said, when we had our retreat, we had all our little things that we had was to actually change the culture of this football team, and they actually came back. You know, to, you know Coach, this is probably the first time that we actually uh, felt what that culture is supposed to be like, and it was something that we could build on. So they, they were very happy. And of course, it stung. It stung hard. Uh, but it was definitely a building block for us, and I think that when we really, really uh, decided that, you know, let's don't put it in anybody else's hands. Let's put it in our hands. Very good. Very quickly, before we let you go, what are some keys to victory? What are some things you guys have to do well to get the win tomorrow night? Ball security, uh, pick up their blitzes, uh, and, and just just play sound, disciplined football. That, that, I think that's the key to, to, to what, it, what we have to do is that just do what we've been taught, what, what we're doing. Uh, let athletes go against athletes, line against line. You know, and just just let it play out. You know, don't make mistakes. You know, one of the big things CCA loves to score on a big play. So we got to eliminate that, and I, I think we got a good shot at doing that. So it's going to be a good football game. I'm excited. Yep, sounds like a winner, my friend. Look, thanks so much for the time. Good luck tomorrow, buddy. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yep, that is Coach Butch Terrio with Homa Christian School doing a nice job. They're better than what they were last year, y'all. They're, they're making strides. They're making progress. And I told you I wouldn't be surprised if that's a four-quarter game that uh, you know comes down to the wire because, look, on a wet grass field, if you're running those powers and you know running that wing tee, you could control the clock, you could shorten that game, you could make it feel like you know as soon as you're kicking off that it's already in the middle of the second quarter because you bled all the first quarter out in the first drive of the game. I think they'll look to do some of those things. If they can move the ball in first and second down and stay ahead of the chains, they're going to have a great opportunity against CCA. And on the flip side to that, they've got to limit big plays because if those athletes for CCA – get out in space they could turn a three-yard gain into poop a missed tackle and then a 33-yard gain and then oh poop another missed tackle in the secondary into a 73-yard gain that's the way that those guys want to play they want to make big explosive plays and they want to hit you in big big chunks and get deep down the field all in one swoop so that'll be a fun one to keep track of other local games in the area this coming week you got west jefferson and hl bourgeois tonight actually that one will be and also tonight john f kennedy and terrebonne two matchups tonight where the homa area team is probably going to be a little bit of an underdog john f kennedy's good bro they've scored a ton a ton of points in week one i think terrebonne's good too now you know i, I i've often said here and on patreon and all the places that we write i think terrebonne's a little bit underrated I don't think they're getting enough credit. I think that especially after they got you know blasted by E.D. White in the Jamboree, a lot of folks kind of jumped off the bandwagon. Guess what? 
EDY is going to blast everybody locally that they play. That they're just head and shoulders better than everyone else. But they're taking on a Kennedy team that won sixty three to nothing in the opener. Whew, there's going to be athletes running around, but I haven't seen John F. Kennedy, bro. I, I don't know. I, maybe they're not as explosive as that score would indicate, but if you're scoring 63, you're very highly likely doing a lot of things right. These two teams met last year out in Homa. It was actually John F. Kennedy that got a 19-10 to 10 victory in that one. Um, so we'll see. That's a big opportunity for Terrebonne. On the flip side to that, you got H.L. Bourgeois just trying to ride the ship, man. They played... And ran into a buzzsaw in week one against Lafayette. They're taking on Wes Jefferson, uh, who got blasted 56-7 to in the opener against St. Paul. Opportunity for Bourgeois to maybe stay competitive throughout in that one. I don't know that Wes Jefferson is going to have the horses and the mules to run all clear away from them. That one should be a fun ball game. That one will be out in Harvey, H.L. Bourgeois, and Wes Jeff. That one's actually taking place at 6.30 tonight out in the city. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're on the Jesse Turner with the Ellen Memorial football team. They're actually playing tomorrow afternoon against Country Day. We'll get his keys to victory, some things the Patriots have to do well. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. 
My bad, y'all. In the last segment of the show, I said that Eleanor was going to be playing an afternoon game against Country Day, but I just got some new information from Jesse Turner, who's on the lines now. It's actually going to be a 6 o'clock game for the Patriots and Country Day. As we said a second ago, we have Jesse Turner, Eleanor football on the line. Coach Turner, good afternoon, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Good afternoon to you guys. Yes, sir. You guys are uh, looking for your second contest, taking on uh, Country Day off of a tough one against Helen Cox, man. Uh, first off, let's talk about that Helen Cox game. It was a weird one. You know, you're delayed by lightning, get a late start, whatever it may be, and then can never get rolling, fall 19-6. to six. Talk about the way you guys played. Yeah, it was unfortunate that, you know, the game had, you know, had the, the delay in it, but at the end of the day, we still made too many mistakes to win the football game. Helen Cox, you know, there are a bunch of af- athletes out there, and uh, they just made more plays and less mistakes than we did. Um, before, you know, before the delay, we were actually moving the ball. We had a good drive going on. Uh, but then when we got back out with three and out, and they kind of set the tone once we got back out, man. And uh, we just made too many mistakes, and we're looking to clean that up uh, going into week two against Country Day this week. And hopefully we, uh, you know, produce better, do a little better. What were some of those errors, man? Was it, you know, ball security, penalties, drop passes, or maybe a little bit of everything? What were some of the mistakes you made on offense? A little bit of everything. Man. You said, all, all the things that you name, I'm like, yep, yep. You know, but uh, it's, just, it's things that are fixable, man, but it, it's, it's, it's starting to be consistent and it's starting to worry me a little bit. So, um, you know, we, we work extra hard trying to clean those things up this week. Um, you know, just dropping balls, just, just routine plays that we're not getting. We're on first down getting behind the chains with, you know, you know, crazy penalties that we shouldn't be having right now during the season. Um, but, you know, just things that we can fix, uh, things we're going to fix, and uh, you know, be a better team coming next week. This week. On the flip side to that, you allowed just 19 to Helen Cox team that you said a minute ago had a bunch of athletes. I'm sure you guys played pretty well there. Give us a rundown of some of the things you did well on that side of the ball. On defense, actually, you know, the 19 points that we did give up was off a of big play. You know what I'm saying? Just missed tackles. Uh, we had two guys going for a ball. You know, uh, when he caught a reception for a long touchdown. So and we did really good defensively. Obviously, we you know we still got to get better uh, in that area. Um, but the guys just played fast. You know, those guys was, was 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 flying around the ball, just watching film. I was excited to see some of the things that I saw. But it's still areas on the defensive side that we need to clean up. And uh, like I told my coaches, any time that we only give up 19 points with the weapons that we do have, uh, we got to come out you know winning that football game. So. Uh, we, we went back to the drawing board, and uh, we to be honest, we're excited for this week. Uh, we're confident in this week that we can get it back on the roll and uh, come out victorious and, and get this get this ball rolling with the season. You guys are going out to the city, taking on Country Day on tomorrow. Uh, what are some things that they do well? What are some things you guys are going to have to do well to combat them? Well, I, I can say this. They, they don't have a deep team. Uh, they don't have a big team. Uh, they, they're they're really not that fast. But one thing I can see on film that those guys play hard, they play to the whistle, and they play four quarters. No matter how many guys they have on, uh, on the sideline, those guys playing hard. Um, you can tell they're, they're coached really well. They're disciplined. They're going to be where they need to be. Um, so we just got to combat that with playing disciplined football as well and, you know, just utilizing our athletes and getting them in space and letting allowing those guys to make plays. Keep it simple. Um, so if we can do that, we can, you know, get our guys in space and let them allow them to make plays and and play a good brand of disciplined football, we'll be fine this week. The last time that we had you on, like, you didn't make any excuses, but you did say, bro, like, we're not able to practice much right now. It's a struggle. Have you guys been able to get a little more work in? It's been a little bit more dry. Has that been better for you all? It, it's been 
getting a little better. This week was still a little rough, uh, you know, on that grass field in the backyard. It, it, it holds water, so it ain't um, effective practice all the time, you know what I'm saying, with the, with the conditions. But, uh, you know, no excuses, man. We, we are able to get out there and, uh, and you know, do what we got to do to prepare to win the game. And uh, last week we actually uh, used our terrible field uh, last Tuesday. So that was a good practice for us as well. Um, so we, we, we're not making excuses. We're trying to just make adjustments and, and try to do the best to prepare our guys, you know, so they can, they can play their best on, on Fridays. But at the end of the day, we're we still working every day, no matter what the rain or the field conditions are. Um, we still got we still going to be prepared for every Friday. Well, you have the jamboree, and that doesn't go the way you hope. You have the opener, and that doesn't go the way that you hope. You know, kids <laughs> kids are fickle, dude. Like, at some point, you guys yeah. got to get a win here to get these guys like, hey, man, like, we got this. Like, I'm sure yeah. the next couple of weeks, it's going to be important you guys get a W. It's tough, man. Just you know, just trying to control the locker room when um, when things not going your way. Even the fall scrimmage, we didn't play as well that we wanted to. Then we go to the jamboree, and then you know, week one, um, you know, we just we still haven't been playing well, and we just got to identify what type of team we are. And it's our job as coaches to make sure the, the morale of the team stays where it's at, what um, what improves, and 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 don't don't fall down to the ground. You know what I'm saying? Just keep it up. Uh, but one thing I can't say about my football team is that we got a, we got a, go, a bunch of good guys in that locker room who just love the game, um, who really works hard and um, just love to be around their teammates. So it makes our job easier when it comes to that aspect of, you know, just keeping everybody up in the locker room and uh, still be ready to practice and, and, and ready to play no matter what the outcome is. Yeah, and look, that was going to be the next question I was going to ask is that, man, you, as a coach I'm, and, hell, as a man, you can learn a lot about someone based on how they handle adversity. And I'm sure, you know, seeing the kids working hard and everything, look, man, they're going to get better and they're going to keep pushing and, you know, keep moving forward. And I'm sure it's got to make you proud to see those boys, you know, putting in that work through the tough times. Well, most definitely, man. And, and, and like, like you said, man, we, we've, been, we've been fighting for a long time here, Ellen. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we went through a lot, you know, with COVID, the hurricane, and uh, it's, Things still are not perfect for us, but at the end of the day, my guys still come to work. So just just the outcome of the game won't, won't deteriorate us from you know continuing to work and, and bond with each other and putting best, uh, putting forth our best foot on the field. So um, I'm I'm just excited. I'm, I'm fortunate to to be able to coach this team with uh, with good coaches and, and 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 good players, man. And we're just going to continue to work hard and hopefully one of these weeks to come out with a W. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, for sure, uh, bro. Hopefully, sure. hopefully this week for sure. Look, man, I'm not you to look past country day, but you guys play at your bourgeois next Thursday. And the next question I'm going to ask is, how do you adjust your practice schedule on the short week like that to make sure that you're ready? Well, normally on Mondays you, you, you come in, you watch film, you work and install, uh, you clean up some things you do in the past week. And then Tuesday is really your tough day. You know, you, you, know, you get out there and um, you, you're doing whatever you, your install does and your game plans and all that stuff too. So, what we're going to do is we're going to look at Monday and Tuesday, and we're going to try to combine them. Uh, uh, Monday probably going to be a long day for us. Um, and if we can get uh, our film review and our install and a good practice in on Monday, uh, that Tuesday will be, you know, a regular practice, like a Wednesday, and we, we've been caught up. Um, but at the end of the day, we still got to keep the guys healthy and, 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 and safe and fresh. Um, so we just going to, you know, we're going to just listen to their bodies and, and put together a game plan for that week so we could be ready for uh, for, thir- uh, for Thursday. Offensively, dude, uh, how's it looked in practice? I know we've talked about some of the mistakes, but have, has it been a good week of practice for those kids? 
Yes, it has. Uh, the guys have been responding, man. Like like I said, we got a good, uh, bunch of good good guys, and uh, they've been going out. They've been they've been playing fast. They um, they want to win. They want to be able to make more plays. They want to uh, score more than six points. So uh, they they bought in on that side. So um, you know, guys been you know they've been encouraging each other. Nobody's bringing nobody's pointing the finger. Nobody's bringing nobody down. And uh, the coaches on the offensive side have been working extra hard too. So to figure out you know what how can we uh, do better? How can we produce more? And one of the things that we figured out, we just got to keep it simple. You know, a lot of th- a lot of times we try to be a little bit more complex, but we got athletes on the outside. We got a good running back. All all offensive line is improving. So let's just keep it simple and get those guys the ball and let them go in space and, and let them make the plays. And uh, with that, you know, with, and with some good practices that we've been having, um, I think we're going we're to see an improvement on that side of the ball. So one of the things you mentioned is that there were some penalty issues so far. How do you how do you coach that? Okay, because like no one on your staff is a referee, and when you're practicing, there are no yeah. referees. Like, how do you fix that during the week without a referee there to say, "Hey, man, you guys are holding," or "Hey, man, you guys are doing this." How do you fix that? I've I've always wondered that. It, it, it's tough, man, because in certain referees call it different ways. You know, especially with holding. The holding, you can really call a holding every play. You know what I'm saying? So. We just, especially doing individual drills. Uh, when we have our coaches meeting and we, when we, uh, when we talk individual drills, we make sure we, we practice fundamentals. Especially the offensive line, make sure our hands are inside. Uh, make sure we're not grabbing the jerseys, the little smaller thing they're going to call, um, and just try to try to perfect it there. And then when we get the teams and when we when we film our practices and we see it, we address it right then and there, and we don't wait. You know, so um, it, it's, it's a tough thing to deal with, but um, it's just you know fundamental that you got to keep improving on every day uh, when you go to practice, and hopefully you're not making those mistakes as you go toward, uh, forward with the season. Yeah, no doubt. Last question for you. What are some keys to victory? What are some things you guys got to do out in the city tomorrow to come home with a win? We got to play Patriots football. So whatever that whatever that is, however anybody taking, we just got to play Patriots football. That means we out there, we having fun, we playing fast, we playing free, and we just enjoying our time playing with our, you know, with our teammates. And that we do that. Uh, I definitely, I, I, I think we're going to come out victorious no matter what the school board says. Sounds like a winner, bro. Thanks so much for the time. Oh, definitely. Yep, that is Coach Jesse Turner with the Ellender Patriots. <clears throat> They're a tough one to figure out because they do have a lot of athletes and they do got a lot of talent and they do have a lot of, you know, guys who can make plays and guys who could take it to the house. <clears throat> but they are making some, as he said, and, and these are his words, not mine, some repeat mistakes, you know, the penalties and the, the drops and, you know, the muffs and you know, whatever it may be, at some point that's got to stop or that just becomes part of who you are. And it's still early. Look, it's only week one. Now we're going to week two. Like, it's still early. But that better start getting fixed because you don't want those things to just kind of be your identity. You don't want to just be known as the team that's snake bit and, you know, always is going to be having those types of issues. So, Ellender's 0-1. They're taking on Country Day, and we're going to learn a lot more about them tomorrow. Country Day um, got off to a really strong start to the season, beating North Lake Christian decisively, so that'll be a good result for them. And uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. That's one that maybe Ellender would be considered a slight underdog in, <clears throat> but I wouldn't be surprised. You know, as, as Coach Turner said, hey, they're very confident. They think that there's some opportunities to take advantage of, you know, maybe a little bit of a slower defense than Helen Cox was. Take advantage of maybe, you know, not quite the size and the skill and the length that Helen Cox had. And uh, I think that'll be an opportunity there for Ellender to uh, 
play very strong and maybe right some of those wrongs. You look at Helen Cox last season, they, yeah, they struggled. They were not all that proficient. So maybe that's not a great sign for Ellen. But then again, as I'm breaking down the games, they lost close to a bunch of really good teams. So Helen Cox probably isn't a bad football team, but Ellen lost to them close and was very competitive. So they'll get a few. They're certainly better than Morgan City. They're certainly, you know, I think would have a great shot against HL Bourgeois and Terrebonne and others. Like, we're not writing those guys off, but they do have to start fixing some of those mistakes that they've been making. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to talk some LSU football in the next segment. We'll talk a little bit of NFL football in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. People just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. There's such a rich irony. If you know, you know, there are certain things that you could say to this song. And when you're talking about LSU football, (laughs) 
some of those things that you could say to this song perhaps fit based on the way that the team played in the season opener. Oh, God help me. Slap my wrist. I'm bad. I didn't mean to do that. That that was an accident. As I've told you guys a thousand times before, all of my bumper music is just stored, and they're all called the same thing. It's just KC play-by-play, KC play-by-play, and I don't know which one is which. I just drag one onto the screen, and which, whatever plays is what plays. Um, <laughs> sometimes fate and karma bite me, though, and, and then maybe that one was an, it was an appropriate one. Anyway, the Tigers are taking on Southern on Saturday in Death Valley. Um, an opportunity to right some of their wrongs from Sunday's game against Florida State. A um, couple of things is, you know, I've gotten a lot of folks who have asked me, like, is Southern, like, good? Because they won their season opening game 86 to nothing. They were facing Florida Memorial University, which <clears throat> if I could compare Florida Memorial University to um, – like that's that's the lowest of the low. That that's that's gonna be an NAIA school that's not very good, that's not very competitive, that you kind of just show up and decide you're playing. So yeah, it's cool. Southern one eighty six to nothing. That's cool. Um, John Curtis would have probably competed with Florida Memorial University. Edna Carr would have probably beaten Florida Memorial University. Zachary, with all the college bound and SEC bound players that they have, Zachary would probably beat Florida Memorial. University. So just take that with a little bit of a grain of salt before you see that score and say, uh-oh, LSU might be in some big trouble. Now, with that having been said, like Southern does have some athletes now, right? They've got some Louisiana boys on that roster just like LSU does. And, you know, some guys who are going to be motivated. They've got some speed on the edges. And more important than all that is they're going to be playing with the motivation of a segment of the city in their back pocket. I lived in Baton Rouge for five years. It's the only other place that I've ever lived in my life besides for Lafouche Parish. I have been to Southern. <clears throat> I have been to Southern to cover games. I've been to Southern to watch games recreationally. I have spoken to some folks on, you know, Plank Road and you know some of the different areas that are the quote-unquote southern parts of town. In Lafouche Parish, we often say that there's a divide between North and South. And thankfully, in recent years, that divide between North and South has narrowed. And I think that we're far more united than what we used to be. There are still issues. There are still people in the Southern portion of the parish who think that the Northern portion is getting all the money and have all the resources. There are still people in the Northern part of the parish that think, oh, the media coverage is all in the South. And I hear it in a seat all every day. So there is still that divide. But we are more united now than what we've been maybe ever. In Baton Rouge, there's that same thing in play. There's a divide between the quote-unquote southern part of town and the LSU part of town. And look, the folks in the quote-unquote southern part of town are not, and I'm saying southern part of town because it's not southern Baton Rouge. It's actually northern Baton Rouge. I'm just saying it. that's the southern area where southern has a lot of, you know, recruiting, not recruiting base, um, alum base and fan base, where they're pooling a lot of the folks that are avid Southern fans. It's actually in Northern Baton Rouge, near, you know, even closer in the, out in the Port Allen type area. There's a divide there. The, the folks who are Southern fans in Baton Rouge thinks that LSU looks down on them. <clears throat> and let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. There are a lot of folks in the Southern fan base 
who think that LSU didn't want to play them in recent years and in its history because of the racial aspects of it all. Southern is a historically black college. They're in the SWAC. <clears throat> Louisiana for a long time has not been very good in their race relations. This is a historic day for Baton Rouge that LSU is going to be welcoming these guys in. I hope it's a great day. As an alumnus of LSU, I certainly hope that LSU beats the heck out of Southern. But it's going to be a great day either way, both sides. As this is something that should have happened a long time ago. If you're facing McNeese, if you're facing Northwestern, if you're facing Louisiana Tech, if you're facing Southeastern and all the Louisiana-based schools that LSU has faced over the years, throw some of that money to Southern and Grambling too. It's going to be packed. It's going to be rowdy. It's going to be wild. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be awesome. Because look, all the divide and the discourse and everything that I was talking about a minute ago, the Southern fans, they don't dislike LSU, right? When LSU's playing Alabama, they're still rooting for LSU. And likewise, the LSU fans who are quote-unquote, you know, sleeping on Southern or snoozing and not paying attention to Southern, looking down on Southern. When Southern's playing Grambling, like, they're rooting for Southern over Grambling, too. So I think it'll be a big celebration of Baton Rouge. Not just some of Baton Rouge. Not just a certain income group of Baton Rouge. But a celebration of all of Baton Rouge. And I think that that'll be really cool to see. Long time coming. Should have happened a long time ago. But it'll be a great opportunity for LSU and Southern to take uh, the field, take the stage. The bands will be roaring. It'll be a fun opportunity always around. Now, on the field, all of that political mumbo-jumbo aside, on the field, I think it'll be a chance for LSU to just kind of fix some stuff, right? You've got to run the ball. I don't care. Um, I don't care about the offensive line issues. I don't care about whatever struggles the team has. I don't care about, you know, whatever excuse they want to make for for not being able to run the football, you got to figure it out. Because when you're in the SEC, it can't just be, all right, we're in the shotgun and we're either throwing or the quarterback scrambling and running. You've got to figure out a way to get your run game going. That's the number one thing that I'm going to be looking to see on Saturday is can LSU's offensive line bully the Southern defensive line, push them back and make some you know, get some yardage, get to the second level, maybe even get into the third level. Can Noah Kane make some big plays? You know, can um, can we continue to see Jaden Daniels making big plays with his legs? Can the LSU run game get going? Is it is a must that they start running the football? They did it a little bit in the second half against Florida State. They ran one into the end zone on the goal line on a fourth down play, and they had a couple of short gains. So they did it a little bit. They're going to have to do it at a sustained level to uh, to have any chance in the SEC. Second thing that I want to see, LSU defense needs to start tackling. The tackling issues that the team had on Sunday were atrocious. Like just high school level mistakes where guys are just not using the right techniques nor the right form and we're just struggling to get ball carriers to the ground. Those things have to be better. You know, too many times the Florida State quarterback was in trouble. Was in trouble. Was in the grasp. Was you know trapped and would figure out a way to get out or would throw it down the field or whatever it may be. 
too many times the ball carrier running the football was in trouble, was in you know the grass, was hit at the line of scrimmage, would stumble forward, get three, four, five yards. Those little mistakes have to be rectified and have to be eliminated if LSU wants to turn into the type of team that they still think that they could be. Southern is a good opportunity to fix some of those mistakes. It's also a good opportunity to see um, where you may have some mistakes that are beyond repair because if you're struggling with these dudes and if this is a 21-10 to 10 game in the third quarter and you pull away and you win 28-10 to 10, or you know you pull away and you win 31-13 to 13, and it's not a game that you're in control of throughout the entirety of the game, you're in big trouble. And that's no disrespect to Southern. That's just calling it like it is. That's just me you know, being a realist here. This is a Southern team that last year lost 55-3 to to Troy. This is a Southern team that was 3-5 and five in the SWAC. This is a Southern team that lost to Prairie View A&M 48-21. This is a Southern team that in 2020, the COVID season, lost to Arkansas Pine Bluff. If you're not blowing the brakes off of these guys, if you're not beating these guys decisively from the opening kick, and controlling every second of that game, you're in big trouble. You're in big trouble. And I know that Southern's going to be motivated, but guess what? At your LSU, you're coming off of a loss. You should be motivated too. Looking for the Tigers to bounce back big in this one. Tonight in the NFL, we've got a big matchup. We've got the Buffalo Bills and the Rams. The Bills are a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against the Rams. Oh, I kind of like Los Angeles for those bet nods there. But anyway, over under <clears throat> over under 52 points in the game. Vegas thinks there'll be a lot of points. Matt Stafford, we'll be keeping an eye on his arm, right? Remember he had the shoulder issue or elbow issue, whatever it was. And you know they were saying that he would maybe miss regular season time. He has come out and said he is full, a full go. He will not be limited. He will not be restricted at all. Buffalo is kind of a weird situation, right? Because I think, and I to this day believe this, I think that the Bills were the best team in the NFL last year. I think that the Bills should have won the Super Bowl last year. I think that they were better than Kansas City. They lost in overtime 42-36 to because they played kind of a soft defensive possession late there. Forced overtime. The Chiefs got the ball first, went down the field and won. But I think the Bills were the best team. And a lot of other folks are getting on that bandwagon, and the Bills are a lot of people's picks to win it all. For a team and a franchise that's never been in that situation, those are big expectations to have. Those are big shoes to fill. You're going on the road tonight if you're Buffalo. You're facing a Rams team that's the defending Super Bowl champions on their home field. The Bills could really make a statement tonight. If they win by 10 points and you'll kind of control the game, I think a lot of people are going to start buying the hype. But if the Rams come out, say, you know what, we're still the champs, bro, and they win by, you know, a touchdown or whatever. Maybe we got to pump the brakes a little bit on some of this stuff. But either way, this could potentially be a Super Bowl matchup because these are two really, really good football teams, and I cannot wait to see how this one shakes itself out. Buffalo and the Rams, 720 on NBC tonight, the NFL season opening game. There are a lot of really good-looking football games on the opening slate of the NFL schedule. Sunday night football, you got Tampa Bay and Dallas. That'll be so much fun. You got Pittsburgh and the Bengals. That'll be a lot of fun. Week one of the NFL schedule is going to be 
very, very enticing, and there's a lot of things to pay attention to. Two teams that are, are Super Bowl sleepers for a lot of folks. You got the Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers. That'll be fun. The Chiefs and the Cardinals. That'll be fun. Cannot wait to see how all of this stuff shakes itself out. Let's catch a break. When we get back, Chris Dugat, Thibodeau High School. They're taking on the Tarpons tomorrow. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the app store or get it on google play place your order choose your curbside pickup time and your rouse's markets personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car it's just that easy rouse's markets feels like home Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. guys love these big parish rivalries and tomorrow we've got one it'll be south Lucian and thibodeau but i gotta admit to you i don't like these parish rivalries very much because look man <clears throat> i'm a south Lucian graduate i don't like having to root against thibodeau that's that's a friend of mine chris dugas on the line now coach good afternoon man how are you how's it going man it's going good for me yes sir you guys are uh take, taking the practice field this week preparing for the tarpons it'll be a big matchup both ways give us a rundown how things have looked over in tigerland been a good week uh you know we uh, we had a tough one last week against Lutcher um you know it was a tough game defensively for us we you know Dwayne Winfield I mean he's a 
dynamic player. I think he might be one of the best players we faced this year, uh, individually, just one of the best football players we faced this year. And, uh, you know, we had him in some positions last week, and he just got out of it. You know, he, we, we had guys all around him, or he'd break a tackle, or he was elusive in, in some aspects, and he made some really good plays in the passing game. So it was just a tough game for us last week defensively. I think we're going to rebound. Uh, we had some really good practices this week, and uh, we've seen some, you know, some some of the better in, intensity-wise practices for us defensively that we've had all year. So, uh, you know, I think I think we'll bounce back a little bit uh, on that side of the ball offensively. We just got to keep on keeping on. You know, uh, Ian had a real good week last week, uh, threw for right around 360 yards and three touchdowns. If, if we can keep that up, that type of production out of him, and uh, the offensive line keeping him clean also. I mean, we threw it, I think, 35 times, and he was sacked once. So uh, if we can keep him clean like we kept him last game, and, of course, he extends the pocket a little bit too, then I think we can we can be pretty special offensively this year. Coach, um, you know, they scored a bunch of points in their opener. They scored 50-plus on the St. Edmund team. Um, it, I'm sure that you're seeing the tape and seeing, hey, they've got some playmakers and some guys that could do some things. How do you try to slow down what B.J. and the crew bring to the table? They are very explosive offensively. Uh, quarterback was really impressive to me. Some of the some of the plays that he made uh, in, in the game, you know, and 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 even when they line him up at running back, sometimes in some of the heavy packages they bring in uh, nine at quarterback and line up ten as a tailback. And that, I mean, he's just he's just an impressive athlete. And then uh, the guy that really makes the makes it go for Salafouche to me is 25, the tailback. I mean, he's just a tough runner between the tackles. And the offensive line doesn't give an, get enough glory, but they move some people around. I mean, they got some road graders up front. So it's going to be – I mean, like I always say, we, the game is won in the trenches, and we're going to have to play a lot better in the trenches uh, defensively in order to slow down their offense. They defensively struggled a little bit at times against the Blue Jays, but they did force four turnovers, including an interception return. And one of the things you stressed to us on Saturday is, look, man, look, I thought offensively played well, but we didn't necessarily always finish the drive. How important is ball security? And then when you get close, putting it in and scoring a touchdown, how important that's going to be? I mean, ball security is number one. Uh, we have to uh, avoid turnovers at all costs, uh, in all kinds, not only fumbles but interceptions. We can't turn the ball over. We, we expect it to win. We can't turn the ball over because we know – they're going to pressure our defense and, and be able to put some points on the board. So when we got the ball offensively, we definitely can't turn it over. We got to take care of the football. And uh, you know, defensively, we just got we got to get some stops. We get a few stops here and there, and uh, I think we'll be okay. You know, and uh, you know, we got to make special teams special. We got to do something on the special teams uh, to flip the game one way or the other. I always say that if we can make a play on a kick return or or block a punt, or do something special on special teams. Uh, you know, I think we'll we'll be okay. And 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 the big focus this week offensively has been finishing drives. I mean, I think we left 21 points off the board last week. We had two throws that we should have made. You know, one where we just missed Demarcus, and one where we just missed Owen Murillo. And that would have been two more touchdowns. And then the one interception that was thrown was basically just a ball off the receiver's hands, off of Demarcus's hands to a defender behind him on a drive that we were driving. So, I mean, I think we could have scored 56 last week, you know, instead of 35. But, you know, the pass is the pass. We just got to move on, clean up those mistakes, 
and uh, try to be a little bit more efficient on offense. You talk often about special teams, and I, I respect so much your thoughts on that being such a big phase. Uh, South LaFouche does this thing often where they just kind of do a little pop kick and give the opponent the ball at the 37, 38-yard line because they struggle in kick coverage. Do you prefer teams that kick it deep knowing, hey, man, you maybe get a touchback or maybe get well, put in your own territory, or do you prefer the teams just say, hey, you know, just take it to the 40 every time and get the short field? Which one as a coach do you prefer? I mean, we got a kicker who can kick the ball in the end zone, so we're going to try to kick it deep pretty much every time we kick. Uh, I mean, Dylan has been having a great year. I mean, he's the type of kid that can kick a touchback every time. He's a weapon. You know, he can also flip the field. And punt. I know we only punted one time last week, but, I mean, if we have to punt, he can flip the field position. I mean, that's just a weapon when you have a kid who can do that, who can flip the field position in punting and who can make a team drive 80 yards every time. Uh, I just look at it as a weapon. When you when you do have a weaker kicking game and you got to do some directional kicking, it just kind of is what it is. But you know, it's it, I, I don't, I'm glad I'm not in that position. I'm, I'm glad I'm in the position with the strong kicker who can kick the ball into the to the end zone every time. Because when you give the team the ball at the you know the 35, 40 yard line, I mean it's 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 a lot of pressure on your defense to come up. Which stops, and a lot of times you lose. You know, you you can lose the field position battle when that happens. But I mean, if you got a weaker kicking game, instead of giving up a return for a touchdown, you know, you got to do what you got to do. It, but it just puts a lot of pressure on your defense. Yeah, no doubt. At home again, expecting a big crowd. You know, the Tarpons are going to travel well. It should be a wonderful environment for high school football on Friday night, man. Yep. You know, in parish game will be a big one. Uh, we think we'll have a big crowd here. We had a big crowd last week for Lutcher. We'll probably have more fans uh, on the visitor side with Sal Lafouche coming in, uh, being that it's an in-parish game. And Sal Lafouche is 1-0 right now. A lot of excitement uh, down there coming off of a, a, a home playoff year. BJ's got it flipped over there. He's doing a lot of good things. And, uh, you know, especially with the way those guys are playing offensively, everybody loves to watch offensive football. You know, and you got – Two teams uh, like us and them that are scoring at a high rate, it's going to be a fun game to watch. How important is it going to be? And you mentioned Abram Berg a minute ago as, as the guy that kind of makes the offense work, and I agree with you. He gets the hard yardage. He keeps them ahead of the sticks. How important is it going to be to tackle him? Because one of the things that Coach Brian Collin and I talk about during the broadcast all the time is he gets hit at the line of scrimmage, and then he'll stumble forward, and you know he'll just kind of keep picking his way through. And then before you know it, a no-yard gain turns into a two-and-a-half or a three-yard gain. How important is it when you make contact, you got to bring that big fella to the ground? Absolutely. I don't think they ever have negative plays. That's the thing that was the most impressive thing on film with South is that with him back there, you know, like you said, every now and then you'll get a blitz through and you'll hit him, you know, two yards behind the line of scrimmage, but then he keeps his feet moving and he squares his shoulders and he ends up being a two-yard gain instead of a two-yard loss which is a you know a big deal when you're making that second down call a lot of times. You know, if you call it from a second and 12 or you call it from a second and eight, it's a lot more manageable the other way around. And uh, he, he's impressive. He's a strong kid. Uh, you know, I got to see him through years growing up watching him throw and track because I'm a track coach also. So I saw the kid throw the shot put and, and stuff like that as he's been growing up. And he's just, he's a big kid. I watched, I, I got a good look at him. You know, without his pads on last night on the change for uh, JV, he's put together really well. He's going to be a tough challenge for us. 
Talk about your injury situation. I know going into Lutcher, you said you had a lot of guys who were game-time decisions. A lot of those kids played. Did they make it out of week one okay? And on the injury front, are you guys doing a little better? We're doing much better. I think, the, uh, I mean, the only main guy we're going to have out this week is going to be Jalen Brown, who, who had a dislocated shoulder uh, in the Jamboree against Ellender, which he, he played masterfully in that game and, really, uh, you know, carried the ball real well for us with DeMarcus and Kanye both out for that game. And uh, I think he rushed for close to 100 yards in the Jamboree. It's just a shame that it happened. I mean, we were hoping to get him back in a couple of weeks, but I think he's going to be the only main guy we have down. I think we're finally getting healthier at the linebacker position on defense. We should be, you know, full tilt there. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping this week we, we, we're kind of going to look like a normal typical high team. You got the LHSAA meetings and appeals and everything, and, and by the end of the week we should, knock on wood, have a better idea of what the playoffs are going to look like and who's going to go where. Have you heard any whispers of anything? Have you heard anything about how this is leaning and you know what can you fill us in? And if the answer is nothing, that's okay too. But, man, it, we're, there are going to be some very significant decisions made in the next 24 hours or so by the association. Yeah, I haven't heard anything playoff-wise how it's going to fall, uh, you know, the LHSA always leaves everything to our imagination, it seems like. And, uh, you know, everything's secret for for a good while, and then it finally comes out. Uh, with the appeals, I heard there were some teams that actually won their appeals. I think there were 26 teams uh, that won their appeals to get back to the non-select. So now we're looking uh, – the select was looking 52%, you know, select, 48% non-select. Now I think it's flipped back to the non-select. Uh, being the majority again, but by a slim majority. So, who knows what the playoffs are going to look like? Uh, you never, you never know what the executive committee. Like uh, a wise man once said, "What does the executive committee do?" And uh, whatever they want, basically. I think Rick Gailey said that. You know, to quote Coach, uh, the late Coach Gailey. So, uh, I don't know what it's going to look like. I can only imagine, but. Uh, I sure hope we find something out soon because it's kind of ridiculous that you're in the second week of your season and you don't know what your postseason is going to look like. I agree. We could do a whole show on that, brother. Before we let you go, what are some keys to victory? What are some things you guys got to do to get to one and one tomorrow? Oh, like you said earlier, we got to take care of the football. Uh, finish drives. No turnovers. Finish drives. Uh, tackle better defensively. Do a better job in trying to contain Abram, of course, that we that we didn't do on Winfield last week. And do something great in the special teams. You know, make something special in the special teams and try to flip the game in that aspect. Thank you, bro. See you tomorrow, man. All right, man. Yep, that is Chris Dugat with Thibodeau High School doing a wonderful job. We look forward to seeing him tomorrow. <clears throat> and I, I meant what I said at the top of the segment. You know, you guys like these big parish rivalry games, and I don't. I would much prefer... South Lafouche faces St. Edmund or something like that, which is a school that I don't have any connections to, and they don't have to feel bad about, you know, like rooting against him. Like, I don't want to root against Chris. I, I like Chris. He's a good friend. You know, I, I want them to win every game that they play. You know, these games are tough for me as I communicate with the I talk to these guys weekly. Like, I don't want to root against anybody. So just know that while you guys may enjoy these big parish rivalries, I do not, because it does not provide me any pleasure nor joy to see a team in our area. But either way, however it shakes out, one of the teams in our area is going to have to lose a tough one tomorrow. Let's catch a break when we get back. We've got some betting picks, and then we'll look at some of the things in the headlines as well. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. 
simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? Especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, our simply free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about simply free checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank. Member FDIC. Oorah! I am Wilbur Lewis, a Vietnam veteran. With the help of some generous donors, I'm trying to get our local veterans together, along with their wives, for a Veterans Day dinner at the VFW Hall in La Rose on November the 12th at 6.30 p.m. If I have not contacted you yet and you are interested in attending the dinner, please text me your name and phone number and the branch of service, 985-637-3849. Oorah! Thank you. Is knee pain keeping you from living your best life? Get back into the swing of things with a robotic-assisted knee replacement from Thibodeau Regional Health System. Robotic-assisted knee replacement means greater precision and a joint replacement that's customized to your anatomy. And this could mean less pain and a quicker recovery. Most importantly, it can mean improving your quality of life. Learn more at Thibodeau.com. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Like bones, your teeth lose density and become weaker over time, which can lead to tooth decay. And that can make your visit to the dentist feel like this. But if you want your dental visit to feel like this, try Crest Densify. Crest Densify actively rebuilds tooth density to extend the life of teeth by remineralizing enamel. Densify from Crest, the number one toothpaste brand in America. Smile, Crest has you covered. What does the Weatherbug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose Weatherbug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the Weatherbug app today for free. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race, from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for Judge. 
Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. At Thibodeau Regional Health System, we're elevating cancer services to unprecedented heights with the construction and opening of our new Cancer Institute. 80,000 square feet of the region's best cancer care. And a new home for more cancer doctors to fight more types of cancer. The latest technology, expanded research, and integrated wellness services. You deserve the best cancer care, so we built it. Because at Thibodeau Regional, we take our role as the leader in fighting cancer seriously. Play-by-play here on KLEB. Casey Jisplay here. Hope everybody's enjoying their day so far today. Um, We've got just one more segment to go. Let's thank our sponsors, and then we'll get out of here for today. The Blue Boot Foundation, Southland Dodge and Homa. Goodness, still fighting this dang cold. Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs. Biz Power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Another reminder, join us Friday, tomorrow night, for South Lafouche Varsity football coverage. That is going to be beginning pregame at 6.30, kickoff at 7 o'clock, South Lafouche and Thibodeau High School. Um, Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, and Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals. In addition to Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. After the game goes final, <clears throat> join us here on KLEB for After the Lights, which is presented, as always, by Grandow Shipyard, GIS, with corporate headquarters located right here in Galliana, Louisiana, offers clients a single point of contact to utilize over 19 strategically located facilities, 2,600-plus employees, and 20 service lines. Serving upstream, midstream, and downstream markets, GIS aligns their services with operations from the conceptual stage through construction, commissioning, and asset maintenance with their complete turnkey services portfolio. Learn more and join their growing team today at www.gisy.com. 
We thank GIS so much for their support. Okay, let's figure out our betting picks for the day, and then we will call it a day and let you guys go on. Enjoy the rest of your time today. I like the New York Yankees to win today, covering the minus 140 money line against the Minnesota Twins. The Yankees are starting to play better baseball. They've now won four games in a row. They're taking on a Minnesota team that somehow miraculously is still in the playoff chase in the American League Central. They're just two games back. Nestor Cortez is throwing for the Yankees against Sonny Gray. I think that the Yankees are starting to hit a little bit. They're starting to elevate and drive the ball out again. They rallied from behind yesterday against Minnesota at home and found a way to get the win. I think they'll do the same thing today, except I don't think they're going to have to rally. I think they're going to control the game throughout. Give me the Yankees to win. Minus 140 money line over the Minnesota Twins. Tonight, I like the White Sox to win and cover the minus one and a half run line against the A's. The White Sox, like the Twins, are somehow still in the playoff chase. Um, They've got opportunities to make the postseason. They're facing an Oakland team that I've watched the last couple of nights, but they've been taking on my Braves. The A's are not any good, y'all. The A's are also coming in with a very tired bullpen. Atlanta has worn out their bullpen in the last couple of days. I like Chicago to get some runs. Dylan Cease is throwing for Chicago. I think that they're going to keep the A's mostly off of the scoreboard, score just enough, and make it happen. So give me the White Sox to win, covering the minus one and a half run line over the Oakland Athletics. Then tonight in the NFL, this one's hard, man. I'm taking the Rams. The team that wins the Super Bowl and then has that Thursday night home game where they get the rings and everything, a lot of times like we think, oh, that's a distraction. That's a distraction. They're not going to be able to win through all that chaos. More often than not, they do win through all the chaos. Tampa Bay beat Dallas last year. I think the Rams as a home underdog are going to win and beat Buffalo today. I think Buffalo is a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I think Buffalo is going to be in position whenever we get to January. But to ask them on the road to be a favorite against the defending Super Bowl champions, that's a lot. That's an awful lot. And I think that the Rams are going to defend that number, cover the two and a half, and win the game outright today against Buffalo. Some LSU news and notes. Malik Neighbors is still going to be LSU's punt returner after uh, muffing two against Florida State. I'm not overtly opposed to that. Um, If he's the best that you got, he's the best that you got. What I am opposed to is um, the techniques that he was using to try to catch the punch, right? Like, if you're not in position and you're not under the ball, just let it bounce. Like, that's, I mean, that's not ideal. You give up field position, but it's better than a turnover. Too often on Sunday, he was not getting under the ball fast enough, and it was like trying to make a diving catch, like, If that's the case, just let it go. I do think that Malik Neighbors is a good kid. And from some of the ways that he's responded to this and talked about it on social media or whatever, I think that he's got the right mind about him to overcome this. I also like the fact that on the last drive of the game, right after the muffed punt, Brian Kelly threw him a couple of easy ones early in the drive. You know, they said, hey, let's, let's get Malik going a little bit. They're obviously very excited about him and want to get him rolling. So I'm not overtly opposed to him being back there. 
But if he muffs another one, they, they better have a plan B. And I think that this coming week there are going to be some plan Bs and some plan Cs and some other guys that they could throw into that situation if need be. Brian Kelly also said this week that the Tigers have not pondered using Garrett Nussmeyer yet this season that Jaden Daniels is firmly the number one, nor should they have been pondering that. I talked about that in the mailbag. Jaden Daniels was just fine. Around the SEC, uh, there are some big matchups in the SEC. Alabama taking on Texas. Nick Saban said today he was not aware that the horns down gesture that folks do to mock Texas was a penalty. It's crazy to think that there's a rule in place that Nick Saban doesn't know about, but he said he will warn his team accordingly as they approach their 11 o'clock kickoff against Texas. That's a weird I get the whole marketing to all, bro, big noon Saturday or whatever. I don't know what what it's called, but the Fox marketing ploy where they like to have their biggest game at 11 a.m., I hate it. I don't get it. I don't understand the allure of it. But it's going to be kind of weird to see Alabama in a big showdown matchup at 11 a.m. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. LSU played Texas in week two a couple years ago at night, and the players talked about how brutally hot it was, much less during the heat of the day. Conditioning will be a factor. Also in the SEC, Tennessee has a chance to make a big statement on Saturday. They're traveling to take on Pittsburgh. A lot of folks think that Pittsburgh has an opportunity to maybe go undefeated. Tennessee is going to be the biggest you know, thorn in that side. If the Volunteers could go on the road and win that game, that would be a huge statement victory for Tennessee and really kind of let people know, hey, maybe, maybe their rebuild has accelerated a little bit. Tennessee's actually a six-point favorite in the game, so they are favored to go on the road and get that win. Arkansas and South Carolina is Saturday. That'll be a matchup between SEC schools. <clears throat> we also have Texas A&M and Appalachian State, Samford and Georgia. So really not a whole lot. Florida and Kentucky, that'll be a really good one as well. But other than that, not a whole lot happening in the SEC. A big one on Saturday night. Late will be Baylor traveling to take on BYU. Coach Dave Aranda trying to get a big one for he and his team. And that's all for me, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. I gave you the betting picks, and you know we covered the, everything that we needed to cover today. I want to thank Jesse Turner for the time, Butch Terrio for the time, Chris Dugat for the time. Thanks to you all for your time listening. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more high school uh, football. It's game day tomorrow, y'all. Hell, it's game day today. We got Terrebonne and HL Bourgeois both playing today. We wish them the best of luck. Have a wonderful rest of the day, everybody. God bless you all. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.